This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. In the hospital where we are located out of concern for the surviving officer's safety. A spokesperson for the hospital deferring any information about the condition of the surviving officer to the Missouri Highway Patrol. Corporal Green would not detail at this point where exactly that officer was struck or how many times that officer may have been shot. Again, though, saying the officer is in serious but stable condition. And as we speak, condolences, tributes coming in, as you might imagine. Including from here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Good morning. I am Brandon Rather, joined by Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Housworth, producer Hannah. By 9.15 last night, Oscars rolling uh, in Herman. Apparently, some kind of dispute. Officers show up. Two of them shot. Uh, one of those officers from Herman, Missouri, has died. The officer's name, and he was a, uh, a detective, Sergeant Mason Griffith. He's come to his injury. Second officer in serious but stable condition, and it's pretty much where we are um, right now. 874-9390, 874-9390. And you think about, you know, you think about the magnitude of somebody who decides. It's just like when somebody joins the military, regardless of where you end up serving, regardless of whatever your responsibility is in the service. Just the idea that you signed, you signed your name on that line. Yes, I will protect right. America's interest. I have just an incredible amount of admiration for you. And I think about somebody in law enforcement, firefighters, and a lot of first responders. Uh, you know, I'm guessing these two fellas getting up going to work yesterday. And you just kind of assume, you know, it's going to be a day. It's wrapping up a weekend. And we're going to go home. And that's not the way it played out for these officers in Herman. We just don't know. You're exactly right, Brandon, what you said. Uh, and... Uh, it's very sad. I know many of our listeners are weighing in uh, on what happened, but there is no such thing really as a routine day in law enforcement. It can happen at any time an incident like that. And many days they are, quote unquote, routine. Um, Stephanie, you brought up something very important. You brought up Kenneth Simpson's record from based on what Will Scharf said. I, I do want to caution uh, Will and the others. I have tried to look up this Kenneth Lee Simpson. There are multiple Kenneth Lee Simpsons uh, in, that have criminal records, so I'm not sure which one is which. We know one of them's not because the guy was born in 1958. But let's wait for the authorities to, to come up with some information. But you, he's running for attorney general, and he would have access to information. Um, but, but based on what he had said, and you notice his tweets, this guy does have a criminal record. The Mason Griffith is the one officer, the detective who was uh, shot and killed. The other officer, um, Stephanie and uh, and Brandon and, and Hannah, has not been identified. And the other thing that has been uh, this kind of new here is department, uh, their their division of drug and crime control has been brought in to investigate. And what that simply means is it's kind of the outside investigators from the department that will handle that fairly routine. Don't read much into that. Um, and there are some news reports indicating there's been a standoff. As well, Kennedy Miller, I take it, is maybe back a little bit uh, from our news partner Cam. I see closer to the Casey's, but just a very, very strong law enforcement presence. Yeah, and I think about you know just anybody. If if you lose someone in your industry, it really impacts you. And I, I so I think about my local police force. Mm -hmm. You know, my folks showing up on a Monday, having gotten this news. You know, having a really heavy day. So I think you know I would challenge everyone. If there's something you can do for your local police department today, it'd be a good day to do it.
Yeah, uh, and very, very well said. I, I know one thing for sure. Kenneth, Kenneth Lee Simpson is not on probation nor parole because I ran him through the offender search on DOC. That doesn't, that simply means he's not on probation or parole. He could have pending charges and we still don't know and probably won't till later what, what started the whole thing. 874-9390. Something else uh, incredibly disturbing has just happened. So no, we know on Friday, bank failed, and it failed with a quickness, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I guess uh, folks in the high-tech industry, where w- most of the bank's money came from the high-tech sector, folks were getting nervous, getting nervous, getting nervous, started making a run on the bank, an old-fashioned run on the bank. But an old-fashioned run on the bank, isn't an old-fashioned run on the bank anymore. It happens a lot quicker. Yeah, now with mobile banking, you got you can bank from your phone, you can bank from your computer, and so Friday, people, the, I think the news came to light Wednesday. There was a lot of Twitter conversation Thursday, and by Friday, there was a lot of people on their phones and their computers trying to move their money around, and and that put the bank in a in a tailspin. And then after all of this, U.S. Secretary Janet Yellen. What I do want to do yeah. is emphasize that the American banking system is really um, safe and well capitalized. It's resilient. It's resilient. She is trying to say with confidence, John, and, and you know, I don't want to fear monger here but do you do you feel confident do you agree with what, what janet yellen said are you feeling what she said i think people at other banks should maybe this should maybe get their attention you might want to check yours don't force a you know of a, a, a rundown like they did on these but you know it, it does give you pause a little bit exactly and it, that goes back to Right, are we on the right track? Wrong direction. Polling, latest uh, Ipsos polling shows uh, 65% of Americans are not on board with the track this country is headed. Now, to that point, because uh, you had people saying, hey, we had this one happen in California. Now you've got Janet Yellen saying, oh, we're, it's resilient. Our banking system is resilient. We're fine. We're going to be good. And you had some other. 14 days to slow the spread, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback, man. Uh, and and then you had folks saying, you know, uh, I don't know. And then sure enough, what happened yesterday? Another bank taken over by the feds, this one in New York. And then this happening just minutes ago, um, we're watching Joe Biden addressing the nation. Joe Biden addressing the nation, 8 o'clock in the morning, Central Standard Time. And he went on the TV to assure us. Things are good. When was the last time you've seen Joe Biden on the TV, period, giving a live interview or a speech ever outside of the State of the Union? I was checking the Twitter. I don't think there has been. He has not addressed the nation. And, and, I mean, we've had serious conflicts and other serious matters. And this is what you wake up at? Eight o'clock in the morning in a speech that went down just minutes ago. Biden comes out. Eight o'clock our time. It's nine o'clock D.C. time. He's saying there's nothing to worry about. Everything's good. That scares me. John, am I, am, I on the, am I on to something? That scares me to see the president of the United States of America, 8 o'clock in the morning, addressing the country, saying everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Kind of like uh, Animal House, where they're saying, be calm, be calm. There's no problem. And here comes the crowd. Uh, a part of his speech that Biden gave just moments ago. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. So you go and you do something that you haven't done since you've been in office. 
You go out and you give a live address on national television at 8 o'clock in the morning, which, by the way, there was no pre-guidance to this. Usually, if the White House is doing something like this, they send out guidance. They let folks know, hey, the president's going to be making a speech. Did not happen here. And if anybody did get the pre-guidance, it would be the national television outlets because they were all carrying it. It would have been something immediate. In other words, they don't let them know that far in advance because why? It gives them time to speculate about what the president's going to say. That's more concerning than. <laughs> well, and you're not the only one who's scared because apparently the the stock market futures oh. were down before he went on air, and they went down further after his speech. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight seven four ninety three ninety. By the way, there's uh, is there uh, so fears most search for fears on Google in Missouri last year. I always think these are just kind of fun. They're distractions, and we need a distraction this morning. If your president comes on the TV, share that with your progressive and Democrat friends at work. Share that with folks that voted for Biden and are 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 teetering on the edge of going independent or conservative let them know do you know your president this is how bad things are the president got onto tv eight o'clock this morning our time to say don't worry about a thing it's also like the scene from the naked gun movies john it was a great analogy used that movie scene from animal house there was a scene leslie nelson's character a car has run into a fireworks factory and this fireworks factory is blowing up and leslie nielsen all by himself his character is there waving Nothing to see here, folks. Behind him, this fireworks is just blowing up. Uh, fears. One of the greatest fears searched by Missourians on Google. 874 Bill, welcome into the show. What can we do for you? I'm just sad about those Herman officers Man. down there. I know. But uh, you know, not to take anything away from your last segment here, yeah. but, uh, you know, you, you, you get on TikTok or you get on social media and you see these idiots posting these videos of their traffic stop and they are videoing the escalation that they're creating mm-hmm. to these officers that are just trying to do their job and not complying to lawful orders and they escalate it. And the next thing you know, they're getting ripped out of the car or mm-hmm. placed in handcuffs or this or that. I think those people ought to be canceled. I'm not a fan of the cancel culture, but those people ought to be ridiculed and canceled for escalating you know, situations like that, law enforcement has the right to go home safely as well. And 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 from what I understand from family that I have that work for law enforcement, maybe uh, Stephanie could comply to this too. That, that the most fearful part of a law enforcement's job is pulling over an unknown vehicle because you you never know what's going to happen. Pulling over an unknown vehicle and domestic disturbances too. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I think that these idiots that post this stuff on social media that clearly escalate the situation. Like if the officer pulls me over and asks me for my driver's license and insurance, what do you do? Do you film it and, and argue with him or do you give him what he asked for? You follow a lawful order. But every one of these videos I see on social media, it's because it's escalated by the person that got pulled over. And that's a common theme. Bill, thank you for the phone call. Bill in Jefferson City this morning. We appreciate you being a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Three years ago, four years ago, there's a case in Columbia. couple gets pulled over, and the officers are asking this woman, uh, you know, can you please put the purse? I think it was about the purse. And the boyfriend's just put the purse down, and she starts going off. And the boyfriend's like, baby, calm down. They're not doing anything. And the, and you see it in the video, which they posted because they posted and said, look at this. Look at this abuse by the Columbia Police Department. 
they were widely ostracized on social media because it was just this woman not doing what she was told. It was this woman getting mouthy with cops. And you had all these race baiters like Tracy Wilson, Klee Camp saying, look at what the cops did to this black woman. And everybody saw the video and was like, yeah, no, totally her fault. To Bill's point. You excited about Mizzou basketball? How cool is that? Was bummed to see him lose to uh, Alabama. But legitimately, John, how do you like Mizzou? I, I like her chances against our first-round opponent in the NCAA tournament. After that, I'm not sure. How do you feel about Mizzou basketball right now? All the way, baby. Amen. Dennis Gates prepping for the NCAA tournament. They're a great team as well as every team that got selected and earned this right to play uh, in, in the big dance. And it's something that... You know, as a coach, as a player, these are special memories. And I'm just thankful that our players get to really, you know, experience this. Um, but also, we have a job to do. And that job requires us to study our, our opponent the best we can. And that's what we'll do uh, tirelessly uh, from now until game day, game day. Mizzou coach Dennis Gates. By the way, one of the other highlights from the Como Man Show. And by the way, thank you for joining us this past Saturday. Another huge success. One of my favorite things was to see all of us hanging out at the Como Man Show. And then a lot of us gathering around TVs to watch some of the basketball game. Because here we are all for this event. And then here we are an event within an event. The Como Man Show is an event. We do it every year. But then the other event was Mizzou basketball trying to advance in the NCAA tournament. Thought it was pretty cool. Coming up five minutes from now, your daily DC rundown business news with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can get you. What do you got for us? We'll have the latest on SVB. Yeah. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Morning, 826. Time for the Morning Bell business news with a little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can get you. Well, we can't talk business this morning without talking about SVB as uh, regional and smaller banks uh, are set to open here in Midmo in uh, about half an hour. Uh, a lot of folks are on edge. We've had SVB uh, went down and uh, was seized by the feds. And then we had another bank in New York. Uh, the same thing, a lot of banks' futures, uh, people are watching the stocks in the openings, and they're going down. Overall, stock futures this morning are pretty significantly down. Um, and uh, the president just addressed the nation moments ago in a shocking address. Not only shocking that he addressed the nation at all, um, but that he addressed the nation at, what, that's 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. D.C. time, 8 a.m. our time. That's... That makes me pay attention when the president of the United States of America comes on TV basically unannounced at 8 o'clock in the morning to say, hey, don't worry about the economy. The banks are fine. By the way, this is apparently another bank, First Republic Bank shares opening up 60% lower this morning. That might be the next one. And I'm not trying to. These are just facts. But then I see the president on the TV at 8 o'clock in the morning saying, don't worry, don't worry. Guess what I'm doing now? Is that making you feel any better? No. You're worrying. Well, and it's, I remember talking to this guy in law school and he's like, yeah, my family is really invested in gold. And I always thought about like, do they have a closet where they just like stack up <clears throat> their gold bars? Um, and I always thought that's kind of weird. And I guess the journal's reporting this morning that investors are flocking towards gold. <laughs> 
So maybe he had he knew something all along. Um, also, it's bringing some clarity to the 2024 race, I think, and might be heating that up a bit. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is out uh, pretty strong uh, on what's causing this. You know, he's a business guy. He's been uh, successful businesses. Is you know a really really wicked smart guy. And he tweeted out yesterday a key cause of the 2008 financial crisis was the use of social factors to make loans. Back then, fostering hope, home ownership. When we don't learn lessons, history repeats itself. Did SVB use ESG factors to price its loans? Roll that log over and see what crawls out. And we haven't seen anything that strong from any of the other candidates, but I think it's a good question. And when you start focusing on woke, I mean, that was that was Vivek's book, Woke Inc. When you start focusing on all this ESG and this woke stuff, and you don't just focus on the fundamentals, can we... You know, give people their money back when they come asking for it. Uh, I think we, we, we've gone to a wrong place, and I think it's got a lot of people nervous about their own funds. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And the new average price for regular grade is $3.53. That's truly Lindbergh Oil Industry expert gas prices in Missouri. You know, uh, fortunately, we're about, if, if you compare us to some of the other states across the country, uh, we're not doing uh, too bad. Still way higher than where they were on January the 20th of 2021. Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We are uh, lassoing some of that audio. Joe Biden coming on. So you had two banks fail within a span of, what, 48 hours. You had the one Silicon Valley Bank on Friday. Then then the feds come out and say, hey, uh, things are good. We're, we feel pretty confident about things. Then another one taken over by the feds yesterday, and now this this morning. And I hope I'm I hope I'm presenting this with the proper tone and tenor, not trying to be a fear monger. That's something that we never do here on the show. But I will tell you this. First Republic Bank shares plunged by about 60% in pre-market trading this morning, even after the regional lender announced steps to shore up its balance sheet. Shares of other regional banks and financial firms are also stumbling, signaling continued nervousness. Despite the aggressive federal response, well, despite the aggressive federal response, who believes the federal government at this point anymore when they've lied to you about a wide array of things? When Joe Biden gets on the TV and lies to the American people every chance he gets, why would you believe them when they come out and say, hey, listen, we're going to protect depositors at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank? Some of what's going on this morning. Um, fears. You know, there's actually, as I was looking at this every year. I like when places do. They say, this is the most bought Halloween candy in your state, whatever. But somebody did an internet search. Here are the most, the most common fears that Missourians are looking up online. And we have some of them, which I thought was kind of interesting. So just for the fun of it, because I don't want to be like everything is Biden's fault. But. But I told you so. It is. There's a phobia. Biden phobia. I would, just for fun, I was, there's a Biden phobia on the Google. What's the Trump syndrome? Uh, TDS, Trump yeah. Derangement Syndrome. If you, have, if you have Trump Derangement Syndrome, call 1-800-888-3892. We will fix your TDS immediately and stop you from wetting the bed at night. I think that's the number one symptom of TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome. These people wet the bed at night when Trump was president. I can't believe he's president. Rah, 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 rah. Uh, and you look at some of the, if any, of the good things that Joe Biden has done right now. They're all Trump-era policies. Trump policies, especially at the border. They're going back to the stuff that worked because people were thinking with their heads. And these progressives are thinking with their hearts. And it's not 
just not working. Welcome into the show. Well, I count for at least one of these searches because I did have to search one of these terms like two <laughs> weeks ago. My middle kid was like, I have this phobia. And I'm like, I've never heard of that. And we're going to get to that. It's pretty interesting. There's, I'm glad you're back, Stephanie Bell. I'm glad I'm back, too. Zero out of ten would not recommend <laughs> catching strep throat. No. Did, uh, and we shared the official reason. So Wednesday was business. Thursday, you were sick. And Friday was a personal day because I personally would have Did been a little. Did not want to sick. So we shared. I don't know if you heard this on the show Friday morning, but we shared the real reason you weren't here Friday. Yeah, I was not feeling good. Well, but I have been on antibiotics, and I was by Friday. I would have been fine, and I would not have. But whatever. The real reason <laughs> Stephanie wasn't here on Friday is because Brandon's a germaphobe. <laughs> but I want to know, Brandon, didn't you originally tell her she could come back? Yes. And then like an hour later, you were like, uh, no, thank you. Well, yeah. So I'm like, hey, how you doing today? She's like, well, I'm, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, cool. And she has just strep throat. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, strep throat? Like an hour later, all of a sudden the thought comes, strep throat? And you want to come in on Friday? So, and I didn't say don't come back in. It's not what I said. I saw it in the text message. She read between the lines. And I was like, I'll just stay home, Brandon. Even though I did not imply it, she inferred. Whatever. That, uh, she uh, she inferred that I was, uh, but she says, well, if it would make you feel better. <laughs> She's the one that's sick, and she was worried about making sure that you feel good. I'm feeling better now. But I really yeah. do. But seriously, and I say this about everybody here on the show. I always want to take care of yourself, and I hope you got a chance to get some rest. She was up and had at that Como Man show Saturday. How cool was that, man? What a great time. So the real, so Wednesday was, here's why Stephanie wasn't here. Wednesday I was actually was, at work. I was working. Wednesday was business. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, she was sick, and Friday was a personal day for me. For Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brian Houseworth is here. Good to see you. Right. Try to stay healthy, right. everybody. It's because it, stuff is going around. Uh, there's Mr. John Marsh. Good morning. Uh, Hannah, the producer, is here. My name is Brandon Rather. So these fears, so there is a Biden photo, uh, uh, phobia. So number 10 on the list for Missouri, most, analog, most Googled fears in Missouri. Call I get this. Do you really? I don't. I mean, I don't have it, but I understand it because it's a little mm. cholerophobia, which is the fear of clowns. I've never heard that word, but oh, yeah, cholerophobia. Clowns are freaky. Uh, da, 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 da. By the way, uh, do you what's like when you think about your fears? What and I don't know if there's a name for it. My fears: fear of public speaking. Probably, Number <laughs> is ridiculous. Number six: acrophobia, fear of heights. I do not like heights. When we, like, hike and stuff, I'm, like, glued to the wall. I just, mm -mm, I do not like looking over the edge. Ugh. Brandon, uh, fear of public speaking is called glossophobia. Glossophobia. Oh. Just gloss right over it. I like that. Glossophobia. Did not know that. Howsworth, what's one of your big fears? I don't know the term, but heights. I, I That's I, me. Yeah. What did it say? Uh, acrophobia. Yeah, uh, it's, it's heights are definitely definitely. A concern. I thought that was fear of spiders. Arachnophobia. Oh, and my daughter, like two weeks ago, was like, "I have meg megalophobia." Your daughter said this. Yeah, oh. and I said, "I don't know what that How is." She? Uh, eight. Eight oh. years old. And I, I had to Google it, so I'm in this number. Uh, and apparently, that was eighth on the list of most searched fears. Fear of large objects. Wow, I'd never heard of that. Neither, but it's a real thing apparently. And I'm really, uh, I'm really weirded out by the number one fear on this list, which we're going to get to. But apparently, and John, what about you? 
Oh, I can be kind of claustrophobic yep. no, at times. No. That'd be mine, probably. It's one of the re- I don't like to fly. I don't like being crammed in that little metal tube. Um, there is a name for f- emetophobia. Is that the this puking is, one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a real thing, though. A lot of people don't like vomiting. I don't know of anybody. It's not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. not on my I'm not as fearful of it, but people will literally like, yeah, they don't like doing it. Uh, I didn't know there was a name for fear of the ocean. Thalassophobia. I'm guessing we can blame that on Jaws in the 70s, John? Probably, yeah. That'd yeah. do it. Nobody ever had issues with going in the ocean until the movie Jaws came out about a shark predator in the ocean that everybody was afraid to go into the ocean. I'm, not- I'm slightly afraid of the ocean, but not... Like, I'll go into it, but if I think longer than three seconds about being in the big ocean, then I get freaked out and get out. I've not heard a lot about the fear of the ocean, but I've heard, like, a lot of people don't like where you, like, can't see to the bottom. So they'll swim in pools and, like, other clear things, but not where you swim to the bottom. There is one time in my life where my mother-in-law says that I walked on water and... uh, I was at the Lake of the Ozarks, and I don't like thinking about like what's swimming in the Lake of the Ozarks. And I was happened to be with my husband and a bunch of his friends, and I swear they must have like fanned this thing to me. And I am lounging in the Lake of the Ozarks, and I get this graze on the back of my arm, which is anyway. My mother-in-law said I walked on water <laughs> out of that water <laughs> up onto the dock. It was a uh, dead fish head. Like, that had been floating in the water. And I swear the boys must have, like, you know, fanned it toward me. But like, they wouldn't have done that. The thoughts, yeah, right. The thoughts, though, of, like, I was always so nervous. We had a lake house down at Palm de Terre. And just, like, getting... Fish aren't going to really bite you. Or, but I just... Ooh, gives me the creepy crawlies. So, when I was little, you know how when you're swimming in a deep lake, you'll hit those, like, cold patches yes. in the water randomly? Better than a warm patch. That is true. Um, at, at I don't the swim know. Swim up bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I came up with this when I was little, but those cold spots used to really scare me because I thought it meant I was above a shark. Huh. Don't know where I came up with that. Eight seven four ninety three ninety off the text. Most fears are learned. As he's right. Most fears are absolutely learned. For an example, snakes. Most people uh, they're taught to be fearful of snakes, and usually for something like that, it starts actually. Uh, as it relates to snakes, it starts in the Bible. How did I teach my kid fear of large objects? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I don't think that was learned. I don't. That's a weird fear. Thousands of dollars of family therapy will will bore that. Uh, out. How do you so. get the first ranking fear? That's a weird. I don't. How do you learn that? Tripophobia is number one on the list. Tripophobia. It's fear of falling off stages in public, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the tripophobia with is? the governor watching. <laughs> Fear of irregular holes in clustered patterns. What? I no idea. I actually know this one from TikTok, surprisingly. Tripophobia? Yeah. Any more? Can you expound on it anymore? Just, it's just this fear of irregular holes and weird clustered patterns. I, that's literally what it is. I don't know. 874-9390. Fred, welcome into the show. What's on your mind? Well, I have a, kind of a unique situation. I think, Brandon, you're from, you went to SEMO? Yep. Okay, I coached there. And um, I actually coached at two other universities in my college career. This is in track and field and cross country. I coached at the University of Virginia and University of Missouri. All three of them are in the same region this year in basketball. How about that? Nice little find. Well, Fred... 
Uh, that's pretty cool for you this morning. We'd appreciate that you'd take time out of your day to share that with us. Fred in Columbia this morning. Mizzou fans reacting. Do they get the seventh seed in their regional? So excited for it. I think we're going to at least Sweet 16 is going to be easy. We got that dub so fast. Elite Eight, I'm hoping the best there. Hopefully get a couple wins, even though we're a seventh seed. Uh, we just got to get through Utah State first and then hopefully beat the number two seed. So, Mizzou fans chatting with KOMU Channel 8. Coming up in Leftovers, 874-9390. We're seeing some texts. Uh, anatidiphobia, and I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> there's one thing we're confident about. It's our inadequacies. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris, I'm fearful of Biden and banks. Jackie, what is the fear of having your money tanking in this administration you're right uh and i want to go back so less than an hour ago joe Biden. so these things going on you had a bank fail friday another one fail yesterday there's a third bank uh first republic bank shares plunged by about 60 percent this morning the president comes on the tv less than an hour ago addresses the nation live i have never seen him do that at eight o'clock in the morning and it was reminiscent there's two different movie scenes john was talking about which movie were you talking when joe's saying basically don't worry nothing to see here what was the movie you were referencing I was referencing the Naked Gun movie where Leslie Nielsen's character stands in front of a fireworks factory that's blowing up. Cars hit, his thing is blowing up, and he's standing in front of it trying to dissuade people from milling around. Exactly reminds me of what Joe Biden did less than an hour ago on TV. Nothing to see here. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. All right, some of the things we did not get a chance to get to on the show this morning. Leftovers. We like to open up our little, we have dorm-sized refrigerators here in the studio. Each are, have our, our own because in mine I've got tea. John has milk over in his and stephanie has bottles of wine here in her little refrigerator and then we open up those refrigerators and we pull out a bottle of wine and some other leftovers a couple of things on the show this morning that we wanted to do but didn't get a chance to do there's some new uh, marijuana legislation pending in the uh, missouri uh house um and it's about open container laws and whether you know like you can't be in your car with an open beer if you're the driver. Um, and so they're saying maybe we should have something similar. And they're saying it would prevent, like, poisoning. like So, so for the weed, so the, the, <laughs> your weed would have to be in a closed container. Right. And so it would prevent poisoning, like, for from kids getting into it. And then also, you know, it's they're, they're saying, well, it would cut down on, like, driving while impaired. Um, <clears throat> I thought this was interesting because... I think it's something that a lot of cities are considering, um, topic of conversation, you know, how do you, how do you, what do you do or how do you prevent people from driving while impaired <clears throat> while smoking weed? <clears throat> Excuse me. You all right? I'm almost you better. You want me to cover this for you? I'm almost better. Aaron, but, she's fine. You know, Nothing to see here. But just she's because. She's fine. <laughs> I mean, just because you have a bag of weed like on your passenger seat mm-hmm. or whatever that's not in a closed container doesn't mean you're smoking it. So like, does it, do we care? Does it matter? And with all these violent crimes, what we've seen, you know, in St. Louis, what we've unfortunately seen as, you know, last night in Herman, I mean, there's a very violent folks out there. Are we really going to expect our police to go, you know, look in people's cars and say, oh, you had a bag of weed that you're legally allowed to possess via the Constitution, and now we're going to, like, give you a ticket for open container? I just, I guess Illinois has an open container marijuana law. I just, I don't, I think the enforcement gets really tricky, and I, and I just feel like we have higher priorities right now. Yeah, John, here's the other thing I think. I would think like the old timers like me and you who basically grew up in a state where 
well, not just state. We grew up in a country. Weed would never, ever be legal. Yep. And it's legal now. And I would think, let's say even if I, and I don't smoke weed. I Even back in the day, I didn't like the weed. But let's say I'm smoking weed. I, I, um, I, I don't know that I would want to have it sitting on the driver's seat. I That's because you're cheap. You're like, don't, I'm not going to share my weed with anybody. Well, I would think that I'm still, even though it's legal, I would still think, oh, my God, I'm going to get in trouble. You know what well, I mean? We had the, when we had the Jefferson City Police Chief on, Eric Wilde, that day, he said it is illegal for anybody in the vehicle, driver or passengers, to be consuming it while the vehicle's underway. Yeah, didn't say you couldn't have it on you because yeah, you got to get so. it home from from the dispensary from the Shangri La to your house. You got to get the stuff uh, home. Marsh, you got anything exciting for leftovers? Well, the Missouri law banning local police to SAPA law from enforcing federal gun laws is still in effect, even after the district judge ruled it was a cons- unconstitutional overstep. But then Attorney General Andrew Bailey appealed, and they said, well, it will stay on the books until the appeals process is exhausted. Uh, this phobia that we shared with you before the break, anatidaophobia, and I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, from listener Earl. Earl, we appreciate the text at 874-9390. Anatidaophobia is the fear of ducks looking at you. And I went and looked, this, uh, I looked it up. I'm like... I think I've heard of it before. I don't like birds. I mean, uh, I might have that phobia. A fear of ducks looking at you. Apparently, it originated from the Far Side comic by Gary Larson. <laughs> uh, Far Side man. If you ever, if you've never heard of, if you've never checked out Far Side comics by Gary Larson, a guy incredibly brilliant, genius, very funny. He has uh, defined 